Hallelujah. Amen. A warm welcome to our Sunday service at North Mid Assembly of God. A warm welcome to our viewers and our listeners on One Love Radio. We invite you from your homes, from wherever you are, from wherever you're listening from us. Uh, we encourage you to join us as we worship our Savior and our King, our soon and coming King, the Lord Almighty, the Lord of hosts, Him who's raised us from mighty clay to bring us to glory. We encourage you from wherever you are to put your hope in God. As the psalmist encourages himself in Psalm 42 verse 5, we encourage you to encourage yourself so. Uh, it says, why my soul so downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. So put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So we encourage you, praise him with us. Don't be downcast. A lot of problems going around. Don't be downcast. Lift yourself up in the Lord. Praise him with us in Jesus' name. Enjoy the service.
Glory to his name. For the Lord is good and is worthy to be praised. And so we come to him and lay down everything that we have in honor, in worship of who he is. Hallelujah.
him, lift up your voice and worship him. Tell him, we give you all the glory, all the honor, all the worship, for you alone deserve it. As we ask you, Lord, to reign, to reign of our lives, to reign in our nation, to reign of our continent, Lord, that you may have your way, that your Hallelujah. Father, we honor you and we give you praise. And to him who is seated on the throne and unto the Lamb, we give glory and honor. Praise, O oh God, is yours. Thank you, Lord, that we could come and join as a family to lift that name that is above all names, the beautiful name of Jesus that restoring and healing name of Jesus Christ. We rejoice and we are glad here in your presence. We thank you, O oh God, for leading us and as you continue to lead us throughout this service. In Jesus' precious name, as everybody says, Amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You are welcome once again to North Mid Assembly of God Church. Online church, we are so excited that you could join us this Sunday again to worship with us. We thank God for the worship and the praise that has ascended to His gracious throne. Praise His holy name forever. Right now, we're going to pick up our offering for today. And wherever you are, you can prepare your offering. For those of you who are watching us from your home, you could actually gather together as a family and bring your offering, and you'll be able to bring it to our church office. Our church office is open throughout the week. You can come through and drop your offering right here at North Mid Assembly of God Church. You could also go to the bank and deposit your offering there. We thank God for what he's doing. We're now going to have our church announcements and we'd like to welcome our senior pastor, Bishop Dr. J.H.K. Banda, bringing the word today. God richly bless you as you continue watching. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Greetings, church. We are delighted to announce that physical services resume on Sunday, 4th October 2020. The first service will start at 8 hours and the second service will start at 10.30 hours. 
The children's services will continue online for another two weeks and will resume on Sunday, 18th October 2020. For now, the children's services will be online at 9.30 on Facebook and YouTube. Physical Bible study resumes this week in the sanctuary at 17.30 hours. Remember to keep observing health guidelines as the meetings resume. The Young Adults Physical Meeting for 25 to 39-year-olds begins on Sunday, 4th October at 15 hours right here in the sanctuary. been blessed and what a joy for us to be able to be together again on today's online service. Uh, and let me use this opportunity to just indicate the fact that uh, uh, we have made plans to return to uh, regular physical services this very next Sunday, the 4th of October. So we encourage you to be able to come in, uh, first service at 8 and uh, the second service at uh, 10.30. So God bless you, and we have a wonderful time together this coming week. Remember, we're coming back together to meet again. Church is reopened uh, in the physical sense, and we'll continue with certain levels of ministry uh, that we will highlight to you uh, online. And so God bless you, and uh, do enjoy today's service. Turn with me now to Matthew uh, chapter number six and reading verses eight and nine. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. Our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Please join me in prayer for a brief moment. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to share your most holy word. I ask once again, as we come back to this installment, that you will grant us um, the insight that we need so that we can uh, go forth and do your work. Bless every single listener and watcher today and let them have an encounter with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. This we ask through Jesus, our Lord and Savior, with thanksgiving. Amen. So we're considering part number six today of our ongoing series on what does God see in your life these days. This is a practical look at top priorities of the kingdom as taught by our Lord Jesus Christ. Today is a continuing focus on uh, the anatomy of prayer. And we began to look at this last week um, with a clear indication of the fact that uh, when you consider anatomy, 
uh, you're looking at the, the structure, you're looking at the study of the structure or internal workings of something. So we've come to that intricate place of looking at the insides of, of prayer, a subject that I know we are very familiar with, but clearly, and thank God for that, it is not exhaustible in any way because it continues to be a subject that we must explore and continue to learn. And it's wonderful that God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, continues to reveal some truths that just refresh us. And, and this has been part of the journey here and is very exciting indeed. So we said concerning uh, verse 8 and 9 and reading on to verse 19, uh, verse 13, that um, as we look at what we know as the Lord's Prayer, there are some nuggets there that the Lord uh, was presenting, which we are now dissecting. And, and one of those nuggets is in relation to what we are considering as, as the anatomy of prayer in a dilated way of understanding some very, very powerful truths regarding the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord, in this case, began by connecting um, his thoughts and helping the disciples to look at what was being talked about earlier. And so there's a graphic contrast there that he draws from a group of people he had described already as the hypocrites. And he says, you cannot and should not be like them. And, and when he says, do not be like them, he says, because your father already knows what you need. And here we highlight the sovereignty of God where he has chosen to call us to prayer even while he already knows what our needs are. And, and that in itself is, is humbling. It's the beauty of his sovereignty and he has chosen that we should still come and express ourselves. And that is why we render this segment properly as the anatomy of prayer because it takes us to the insides of, of this very intricate exercise. In dissecting the first portion of what we have, we looked at Two words, two key words, our Father. And within these two words, we have established so far three key truths. Number one, the communality of God's community. Reading that from the word our, calling that attention. Secondly, the plurality of interests in God's community. Again, learning from that word, our, and understanding the fact that the Lord has these high interests in the kingdom, interests that go beyond you, go beyond me, to the others that are within the family. And he reminds us through his apostle in uh, Philippians chapter 2, the apostle Paul, says that we must not only look at our own interests, there are many other interests. These are the plural interests. Many other interests in the kingdom. He says, look at the interests of others. And beloved, the hallmark of maturity for a believer is when you begin to see them reaching out to others within the assembly and outside. Reaching out and beginning to fully um, express the agenda of heaven by meeting the needs of others. That is the interest of the kingdom. And the Lord here reminds us of the plurality of those interests, 
by calling attention to our, the word our. Thirdly, we established key lesson, uh, the key lesson indicating the covering from the Father. And that we pick, of course, from the second word itself, the word Father. And we broke it down and went ahead to um, indicate the fact that communality really focuses on the fact that we have some, something shared. Um, the king's community is the church. And the church really is this community that belongs to all of us. And in, in God's community, therefore, we must be able to make sure that that is um, uh, what um, conce considers, uh, is considered as most important when we're thinking about prayer. We focus not on ourselves, we focus on the needs of everybody else. Um, in talking about plurality of interests in God's community, we emphasized the fact that the words of the Apostle Paul remind us of, we, of the fact that we must not just look at our own interests, but also at the interests of others. And that is a guiding principle in our relationships. And it illustrates that principle of prayer uh, very powerfully, because then that requires a change of heart and a change of outlook, a change of heart and uh, a change of commitment. It, it requires a commitment to others. As, as a way of life. To have that commitment to others as a way of life requires maturity. And I am saying that that grows more and more as you pray. And as prayer is enabling you to be more sensitive to this way of life, definitely that level of maturity brings impact in society. And so we talked about how this is hinged on the one another clauses in the New Testament and these one another closes, uh, remind us of the unity of the church and how we are to love one another as, as believers. And we said 15% of these one another closes um, stress an attitude of humility and deference, letting go as you're dealing with other believers. So the last bit of what we were, cover, we were looking at brought us to the consideration of the covering from God our Father. And we began to highlight um, four key characteristics. And since that's where we began, we'll be picking up from there today. We said as the first of those key characteristics that we see in the biblical narrative in relation to the role that the fatherhood of God uh, plays in our lives and how we ought to be motivated by the covering that we receive from the Lord in order for us to, to secure when we kneel down and call upon his name. He's a father, we have said, who already knows what our needs are. And that guarantees that when we pray, he will answer. And like we said before, some people might wonder, well, do we, why do we have to pray if he already knows our needs. We've in, in, indicated already that that has to do with his sovereignty. So the father rejoices in restoring the lost. We did talk about the story of the prodigal son and the powerful story of um, uh, St. Cyprian, the Bishop of Carthage, and how he demonstrated this um, great uh, stride 
and, and characteristic in virtue of uh, uh, reaching out to others and was known as someone who knew that the church had a covering. And he made the statement, you can't have God for your father unless you have the church for your mother, really indicating the fact that the Lord our God, his father covers us, the church nourishes us and, um, and, and, and helps us to grow. And so we move on today uh, on the same path and consider the second uh, attribute of God our Father as a covering over us and how that is energized in our process of prayer. It is the fact that the Lord our God rejoices in strengthening the weak. Now, in Scripture, we have derived a song that says, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done. Now, the Lord does the things that we witness in our lives chiefly by responding to how our hearts cry is presented before him in the act, in this act of righteousness called prayer. So the process now goes a little deeper in the sense that in our weakest moments, we're not looking for strength anywhere else. We're looking to go before the Lord. And that is why sometimes um, I, I have had conversations with people and I say, I don't know how the people who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ survive in this life. Because for, for those of us who know the Lord, really, prayer is our uh, way of life. And, and when one is feeling weak, weary, and there are burdens that you're carrying, it's a time to just retreat and go before the Lord and express before him that level of weakness. Psalm 103, verse 14, says, For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. That's in the New International Version. Let me bring it up from the New Living Translation. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Probably I can add the English Standard Version. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. So we get to this place in life where weakness is real, where you begin to feel the weight of the things of life. And you begin to wonder, Lord, how will I make it? Again, as we remind ourselves of the hymn, what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. We have reminded ourselves in the past few weeks, this is more than just a song. It's a reminder of what our life ought to be. And the Lord Jesus Christ, as he was teaching his disciples how to pray, presented this arrangement of him being the Father. For you and I to feel free, I think about myself as a parent and how I have watched our own children 
when they were much younger, when they, they were toddlers, any time that they got hurt, the, the, the moment a child gets hurt, they run either to the mother or father. And they don't, it doesn't matter for them what they are wearing or maybe even if they have been playing in, in the sand or in the mud somewhere and so on. If, if they are running and wanting to feel that they have uh, someone to go back to, they will just run. They will, they will, they will go into the laps of, of, of the father or the, or the mother. And they won't care how, in what state they are. That's how we ought to come before the Lord, our Father. He knows that we are dust. This is the reality of life. Sometimes in this life, we want to act strong. We want to act like we've got this together. We've got tomorrow planned out. We've got our, our past all well handled, our educational credentials in place, our skills and our careers in place, and we will handle tomorrow. Beloved, those are the fringes and the fringe benefits that God allows us to get. But when all is said and done, our frame is dust. We are weak and many times weary. And in that state, we must remember that we have an opportunity to come to him. I think about David in 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse number 6. The Bible says David encouraged himself in God. But when you look a little deeper, and especially if you see some other um, expressions and translations, for instance, the New Living Translation puts it this way. David was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters. And they began to talk of stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Uh, beloved, I'm reaching out to you today and wanting you to just remember that whenever you are in that kind of place where all else around you seems to be caving in and closing in, people don't appear to understand you. Once again, we've got this channel, this route that God has prepared, you can come before him and call upon him. And I ask you today in your weariness and in your weakness, do not look east, west. Do not look north or south. The Bible says some trust in chariots, some in horses, some trust in the things that they have around them. But Psalm 27 verse, verse 7 says, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. May the Lord be your strength. But this is something that you now materialize by the amount of time you place, the amount of premium you place on this channel of prayer. God reaches out to you today. May this be your moment of strength. I recall the words of the Lord in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Again, presenting to us the picture of this father who's reaching out for his weak sons and daughters. And in their weakness, he's calling them. In Matthew 11, verse 28 and 29, Come unto me, all ye who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. 
take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. My dear friend, I come ministering that grace of the Lord our Father, the covering over your life, the covering over your family, the covering over your children, the covering over your home, the covering over your career, this is the Lord our God. And Jesus says to these disciples, when you pray, say our Father, because you have a covering over you. This is the essence of this intricate portion of prayer. Further, the Father rejoices in nourishing the children. Maybe you've never noticed it. But the famous passage that we, we refer to often during times of weddings and, and, and marriage ceremonies, Ephesians 5, verse 25 to 28, the last part, actually 29, the last part of verse 29 has something very unique. But let me begin at verse 25. Husbands, love your wives. It says, just as Christ loved the church. So, we sometimes miss the fact that what's being called, what the husband is being called upon to do here is a standard of what the Lord is already doing for his church. We forget that when we talk about our father being a covering and the church being that sanctuary, it is about actualizing the things that the Bible says the Lord does for his people. That's actualized when you have found your place in his church. So just as Christ loved the church, what did he do for the church? He gave himself up for her. This is to convey the covering of the Father to make her holy, cleansing her by washing her with water through the word, to present her to himself, a radiant church, without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. And then the apostle says, in the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but they feed and care for the body. Now, when the apostle makes that statement, and he says they feed and care for the body, watch how he concludes that thought. Just as Christ, the church, that's his point. His point is that the church has its life, from God the Father. Through this agency and actualization of the power and work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Actualized. Actualized. So the covering that is over us as a church from God the Father is actualized. And we are told, in this case, husbands, to love and care and feed. Because we ourselves are cared for, we are loved, we are fed. 
And you as God's child, that's your posture. There is no need for you to lack anything in this life because you can call on God, the Father. This is what we have in mind. This is what we must have in mind when we come before him in prayer. He is a providing Father, a covering Father. And we are only expected to do what he has provided for. I find this empowering, absolutely empowering. Just as Christ does the church. What does Christ do? He nourishes the church. He nourishes the children. Actualizing the work of the Father who is our covering. And Jesus says, we pray and say, our Father. He wants us to have that very powerful imagery in mind. That we're being nourished every day. May this be your moment of nourishing. Beloved, I don't know where you have been this week. I don't know what's been happening within your life. I don't know which people you have encountered and you felt they just were um, against you or they didn't do what you expected or as a matter of fact they are always thinking ill and you never feel that you are safe at any moment. I don't know where you've been beloved. You're not feeling safe and secure in your career. You're not feeling safe and secure among people that you, you thought were friends and you begin to wonder is this all that life is about. I'm reaching out to you to let you know there is a father in heaven who cares for you. And you can reach him by kneeling, bowing down, praying to him. He cares for his own. And this is the nourishment we enjoy. The fourth characteristic that we need to have in mind regarding the Father is the fact that he rejoices in healing the wounded. I think of Hosea chapter 6, verse 1 to 3. Come! Let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces, but he will heal us. He has injured us, but he will bind up our wounds. Ah, may your wounds be bound up today. May that which has been in your heart as pain for years from a previous marriage, from some relationship that just ended abruptly and you had all your hopes and, 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 and your desires really set on it and all of a sudden the ball has been dropped and you feel uh, very exposed and insecure about today and tomorrow. I'm here to remind you. The Bible talks much about the Lord being the one who brings about that healing in our souls. But let me say to you, as one hymn has put it, we have an anchor that keeps the soul. May you today experience the power of this anchor in the Lord. But today, he wants you to understand how he looks at the injury that you've been through and how he looks at the wounds that have been caused in your life by whosoever. He wants you to release those people that have done these things to you. Do not worry about them. You do not have to wish them dead. You do not have to hope that they also can one day, just one day, let, me, let, 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 let them just feel what I have felt. Lord, give me a chance to just let them feel something. No, that's not for you. Vengeance 
belongs to the Lord and let him for now see you exposing yourself, being willing and ready to receive healing. He's your father. After two days, verse 2 says, he will revive us again. This is Hosea chapter 6. Now reading verse 2. On the third day, he will restore us so that we may live in his presence. Let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge him. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear and he will come to us like the winter rains, like the spring rains that water, that water the earth. Beloved, this is your father. When Jesus was calling upon his disciples to say, when you pray, say, our father. Um, I think of somebody um, by the name of um, John MacArthur who's done some writing on this and he, he talks about the principle of paternity uh, around this area of fatherhood. So we, that's the same thing. Paternity has to do with who's brought us about, who, who's brought us into this life, who, who's, who's given uh, us the ability to be alive. It's God himself. And beloved, he who has begun the good work in you shall sustain you. And at the place of prayer, you receive all that back to yourself. So in this arrangement that we have here today, we have an explicit presentation, an intricate, arra an intricate arrangement from God the Father opening himself up to you and I and helping us to see that he cares. And I would like to draw your attention back to a passage that we read a little earlier in Matthew chapter um, Matthew chapter 11, particularly verse number 29. Matthew 11 verse 29 says, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and humble of heart, and you will find rest to your souls. Before I just remind us in totality regarding what we've covered today, just one little caveat that is extremely important. There are times when we discuss the issues of God, God's fatherhood, his desire uh, over us. He rejoices over us. He welcomes us as prodigal children. And he brings us back into this place of uh, communality. And we find our place again. We need to just make one caveat. And the caveat is this. That he does this on his terms. Not on our terms. So although we're given this open door to return, we return on his terms. We return repenting. We return repenting. We return with a commitment. As Paul taught one of his disciples, we return making sure that we do not go back to the things that had us down. In this case, the apostle Paul talked about the dog 
not returning to the vomit. It means that at this point when you return, there is a commitment to live according to the standards of the kingdom. There are values of the kingdom. And so the Lord said, yes, come unto me, O ye that labor and the heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We get that rest. He says then, take my yoke upon you. That's a call to submit to his standard, to the values of the kingdom. The kingdom has values and standards. These are not open-ended. And so he says, be holy as I am holy. So my reminder to all of us, beloved, is that we must take joy in what we find in the kingdom. We must all be able to contribute. There must be a way in which we are so glad that we're in the house of the Lord, that we're daily looking for an opportunity. How do I contribute? How do I let the kingdom agenda go forward? How do I contribute to the advancement of the things of the kingdom? And you will understand that when all that is happening, you are always returning to the place of prayer. And in those moments of prayer, God communicates with you. Many, many months ago, I talked about us obtaining actionable intelligence coming from the Lord, meaning God downloads from heaven things that he wants us to do, things that he wants us to respond to, actions that we ought to take, um, and, and assignments that we must respond to. This is how the kingdom functions. And you, beloved, are now placed wherever you are placed in, 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 in the market area out there. You are placed there in order to be salt and light. So in the kingdom, you occupy your place. And I'm telling you, once you have made prayer your place overboard, there will be instructions you'll be receiving on a daily basis from the Lord our God. And that positions you now to operate by his standards and his values. And you're able to carry out assignments for the kingdom, building others, carrying others along, making disciples, bringing them into the kingdom, and essentially making disciples, making disciples. And this becomes a value that you live by. And in this case, you also teach them how to pray. And they can also learn to say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Today, I trust that you will take it upon yourself to see this great invitation. Christ, in Matthew chapter 6, Verses 8 and 9. Took it upon himself to deliberately present a surgical look, a surgical, razor-sharp look at prayer. And he opens for us a new world, calling our attention to the few things that we have identified. Identified the communality of God's community so we can hold each other together and let the kingdom advance. He introduces for us what we've identified as the plurality of interests in God's community. Our. Has helped us 
to observe and to identify the fact that he has presented for us a covering in the fatherhood of God. So the covering of God, the Father, our Father. Just now, we have looked at those four attributes that are observable in the biblical narrative from our Father. And I am praying that in your life today, you will experience him rejoicing over you. Because you and I, we are lost. He rejoices over the lost. But may it be that you will now be motivated to bring others into the kingdom. A praying Christian will necessarily be a soul-winning Christian. Ah, may that be your joy. May you experience the Father rejoicing in strengthening you. And if you've been weak and worried, this is your moment. In a few moments, I'll be praying. May God download strength back to you, refresh you, and bring you back to a place of vitality, beloved, in Jesus' name. Rejoicing in healing the wounded, whatever wounds you've got today. This is your moment of healing. Receive from the hand of the Lord. This is the King of Kings who also rejoices in nourishing his children. May there be nourishment for you. May there be nourishment for you because the Bible says just as Christ does the church. I want to invite those who've never received Jesus as their Lord and Savior to understand that there's a kingdom for you to get into. And that kingdom will be yours. You become part of it by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, confessing your sins, and acknowledging that you need him to save you. I'd like to help you to achieve that right away. And you can do it by praying a prayer which I will lead out just now. If you're able to bow where you are, please bow your head and do pray. If you can't, that's fine. But do say this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. I realize that I've gone away from your commandments. Today, I've heard your voice speaking to me, calling me back to you. I am ready to come into your kingdom. So I confess my sins. I ask you, Jesus, to forgive me of my sins and to make me your child. Therefore, I open the door of my heart. I invite you, Jesus, to be my Savior and my Lord. So that from today onwards, I will live for you. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Help me now to live a holy life and tell others about you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. My friend, if you've prayed that prayer, the Lord has heard you. God is your Father. Let me say congratulations and welcome into the kingdom. But we'd like to help you further, so please do follow, pick up one of the um, 
addresses that you see, the guidelines that you see for one of our social media platforms, follow that lead. Somebody will respond to you. They'll help you to know what next to do. God bless you. And thank you for taking this courageous step to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. For everybody else, wherever you are at today, you may be wounded, you may be weak, you may be needing nourishment. I want to pray a prayer. I want to pray a prayer that will enable you to reconnect with the Father. Let us do that just now. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity that we've had today to um, minister your word. And know that there are many of your children out there, Lord, who for one reason or other maybe um, have found themselves in a circumstance or in circumstances that have really just pulled them down. And some have been wounded and battered and, and thrown back and forth. And they weren't even sure whether to carry on or to even tune into some program today to see what might be there. But Lord, you enable them to tune into this service today and this is their day. So I ask that your hand of healing will now touch, heal, restore. Thank you, Jesus, for your power, your grace, your love to embrace us and nourish us. And we desire that all those that have heard this today, as your children, will find their place in the kingdom. They will flourish as they are nourished by the Father. May your covering be real. May they be sheltered from the storm. We give you honor, praise, and glory, and we are grateful for this opportunity as we declare victory for your children. Through Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, with thanksgiving. Amen. Beloved, thank you for joining in today. The Lord is your portion, and it is well. But do join me now as we do the benediction together. The Lord bless you keep you, cover you, and protect you. And the redeemed of the Lord shall agree together by saying, surely goodness and mercy and wholeness, identity and destiny shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will feast at the table spread for me as I fix my eyes on Jesus, the Lamb of God, the author and finisher of our faith and our great high priest. In Jesus' name, amen. Shalom, beloved. Remember, next Sunday we resume um, physical services. So Sunday, the 4th of October, we resume uh, physical services at church. First service at 8 hours and second service at 10.30. May God bless you. And do remember also that on Wednesday, Bible study is on at 17.30. Shalom. <laughs>